You are listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. I get it that this entire movie, except for maybe three minutes, was filmed on a green screen, right? But what is this controversy about that? There's like people like, oh, it looks like some old Disney movie or something. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, it, there are times for sure that I was like, oh, that's green screen. But I mean, no, again, it's again, all course, green screen. I know it's all green screen, but it It's looked... a Marvel movie. Manage your expectations, <laughs> right? Like, no, it was filmed on location in the quantum verse. Yes. It's, in, wait, it's incredibly it expensive to shoot, to shoot in the quantum world. Yeah. I mean, no real ants were harmed I mean, honestly, that's what they had to use the green screen yeah. for. I thought, the quantum, the, rail, I thought yeah. the quantum rail was going to be really small scaled uh, kind of production. But I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not at all. You know what's really hoping Marvel would pull out an indie production on this one? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, they let Jim Cummings direct it, and he's playing. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a chamber piece. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody understands the soundtrack, but that's fine because it jams. <laughs> you know, the biggest surprise of this movie to me, which wasn't until the very end credits, was that Quantum Mania has the words Ant Man in it. Which when I, I noticed, I noticed that too, I was like, "That's so clever." Yeah, never it's like, that was great. Good job, Marvel. Good you job. finally did it. Hey. Not, not to spoil anything. Not to spoil. Yeah, anything. Kevin Feige actually just quit. Yeah, that. Like, that was like, this, is, this is my magnum opus. Well, that was I'm a done. part of the embargo. It was just like you don't talk about the oh, alien shit. in, in well, the quantum oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and we can't talk even insinuate what the after credit scenes are. So sorry, you'll have to see this movie for yourself. Not sorry. You're welcome. We're doing you a public service. Go be surprised, like a. Like you did back in the days not before think, the internet. Not that I think if you've been following any of the news on Marvel, you'll be even faintly surprised about what those scenes are. But that's the last we're going to say about it. We're here to review Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, or Ant-Man 3. I am Chris, and joining me is... Right. Danny Danger. Drew. Wow. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got their own sort of... Oh, see, you got to test out the mics. You got to like, ooh, baby. It's trying to sound like Kane. Hey. <laughs> now I feel bad I didn't do it. I should be like, this class. <laughs> 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 we feel like a Saturday morning cartoon sidekick. <laughs> Andrew! We were recording this at 10 a.m. That's what I sound like. <laughs> uh, so I have a, even, you know, I watch every Marvel film at least twice. Um, all the TV shows just once. Come on, I only got so much time. What do you want from me? But also, still, me too. watch it all. I've read a lot of the comic books they're based on, and even so, once a year's gone by, I'm like, I can't remember everything that fucking happened. There's so much. And this is tying into a whole lot of shit has happened before this. You know, I mean, not just the stuff that we saw in the last Ant-Man movie and mm. the stuff that happened in the Avengers movies, but also, to a lesser extent, uh, Loki, because the major villain here, Kang, played by Jonathan Majors, it, this is a alternate multiverse variant of him from season one of Loki that is going to be the villain in this one. Okay, so we know that going into it, right? But it starts off with Scott Lang, Ant-Man, Paul Rudd, 
walking down the street to the Welcome Back Cotter theme, <laughs> which made so me delightful. extremely happy. Just happy-go-lucky as everyone's like, take pictures with my dog and, you know, sign this and here's some free coffee. And he's like, life is good. And I'm back home and everyone's back home. The whole family's there. Evangeline Lily, who's Hope, who's his girlfriend, who's also the Wasp, is there. Uh, um, Hank Pym, Michael Douglas is there. His daughter, now played by a completely different actress, <laughs> like third time yeah three movies three different actresses what's well, a variant it's a variant it, it well, works no, it yeah. actually works yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh catherine newton who i really like a lot is playing she was in uh freaky friday or freaky or something like that the mm. vince vaughn movie yeah mm. freaky yeah yeah, yeah, yeah freaky, freaky. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a good movie freaky was great which i count as an unofficial sequel to uh the what are the what are those films happy uh, birthday same director happy death day happy death yeah, day yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it because kind of is same writer director and it's got yeah. playing with things the same way anyway so she is the daughter now more grown up and then michelle Pfeiffer, Janet van dyne is is back happy family right that well, white gold that is until they oh. find out that uh the daughter cassie has been playing around in uh in hank's lab with a device to sort of map the multiverse like she's like we don't even have to go there but we can map it all out and michelle Pfeiffer is like uh, I'm sorry, you're doing what now? Um, the like, fuck? The fuck? She wants to invest in some real estate there, she, apparently. She's like, <laughs> yeah. the most desirable, especially being from San Francisco. You know, you gotta look is it cheaper than San Francisco there? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing is cheaper they than got, San they Francisco. They gotta move. <laughs> uh, she's like, no, 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 this is bad. Shut it off right now. Like, is, you're sending a signal down there? No, that's bad. And they're like, Mom, you're freaking out. You're kind of like, take your meds. And But she, like, knocks the thing out. She's like, turn that off. But the thing, you're such a buzzkill. Turns back on. They all get sucked into the quantum verse. So upshot is, as if you might remember, Janet spent 30 years there and no one knows what happened while she was there. So the movie sort of dives in in pieces here and there of like, well, what did in fact happen? And I don't want to go into too much detail, but suffice it to say, she met Jonathan Majors. Uh, they were friends for a while and then not. And, and he kanged it all up. Yeah. And now... The, <laughs> He basically like Creed three. He basically yeah. He ba- he Ooh, got to use his boxing bot. skills in this one too. Yeah, God, um, yeah. You don't fight Jonathan Majors. No, who would look at him and say I should fight that guy? I, Michael I mean, B. Jordan's <laughs> office rocker. I do, but it's not the kind of fight you think. Different kind of fight. <laughs> <laughs> I subscribe to that uh, uh, you porn channel. So um, so uh, uh, they're all like, okay, what are we supposed to be? For? Well, we got to find a way out of here. And the quantum realm is basically just like any given '60s album cover. It's just like total psychedelia i like i was actually really excited to see them resurrect those uh vintage windows 95 screensavers <laughs> that was uh some some cutting edge graphics right there you guys cool they, easter eggs before you complain about the green screen yeah that's what they're complaining just... about oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining i thought it looked terrific in fact i was like hey this is like doing what guardians was doing with the guardians 2 in terms of building the look of their universe except like times a thousand of like okay there are no rules it doesn't have to get Invent, uh, it doesn't have to have any conventions of space-time stuff as we would think of it because we don't know the rules of the physics in the quantum verse, and so shit is fucking wacky. <laughs> there is a certain kind of friend that you have that probably attends Burning Man that would put this movie on yeah. on mute in the background of a party. <laughs> yeah, no, this is either... You're <laughs> if either, that tells you anything about the visuals... It just is like, oh, I've been there. You're one of two sort of people. You're either the sort of watch this and goes, oh, I gotta watch this on Mushrooms, or the person that's like... I will never watch this on mushrooms. <laughs> I think Drew's the latter. Well, yeah, there's, there's, there's no there's no drug scene in that movie because the, the, the entire movie is kind of kind of a 
massive hallucination, which I, is kind of is. fun. But I think I think I had a flashback at least once or twice in that. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I definitely enjoyed there it. There were a few moments. It's funny, too, how the, the quantum realm is basically like the mafia. It keeps pulling you back in. It's yeah. just, like, in like, just like Godfather Part 3. Sure. I mean, it's like, like right. It's like five it minutes in, and, 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 and they're 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 in it again. They don't even get to hang out. So the, I like that the entire movie was actually in the quantum realm. Spoiler: At the end, Kang just dies by himself in a chair in Sicily. Yes, <laughs> I, you know, I do. He, he's just shot in a church staircase. I do have to say that that's one of the things that I enjoyed the most about this movie is that we are into phase four of the Marvel universe, and I think for the first three phases, is this the number one film of Phase Five? It might be. Yeah, I think it's probably. Five, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're in the fifth phase of the MCU. And I think a lot of fourth phase movies kind of suffered from this too, um, where, you know, after phase three, they're not going to hold your hand anymore. It's not, it's not introductory stories anymore. It's contingent on the fact that you've seen everything in the MCU up till this point. So they don't fuck around with the first five or five to seven minutes of this movie, building up a whole bunch of stuff that you should already know and should have already seen. They get right to it. And I think that that is the only reason why this movie came in at a reasonable timestamp, which I am very thankful for because dear Lord at two hours, I have to pee. I would Mm -hmm. argue though, that I think there's a market. There's a market for alternate screenings out there of this, of Marvel films where they get the guy from lost just to go previously on. And they just have like <laughs> 10 minutes of like what you missed that you should see. I'm surprised, I they, haven't, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet, yeah. but I, I mean, mean <laughs> hopefully there will be more stories actually coming to a conclusion than <laughs> I please don't, please yeah. don't put that curse on the MCU. It's the last thing get Damon Lindelof in these Marvel bunch movies. Of untold like, unraveled no. stories with just strings floating uh, out into no, no, the MCU. They, they finished the not Penny's boat storyline. That's all I care about. <laughs> A smoke monster would be Gala- uh, Galactus again. Like, fuck. Listen, you know I'm holding out for Young Avengers, so let's not put the kibosh on this whole universe until my Young Avengers well, story comes out. I think it's out. in this universe is like, yeah, there's lots of terrible, weird, gooey, lots of gooey beasties oh, here. Love the but goos. there's also pre-existing like, like, you know, upright beings that can speak. Although humanoids, they, they do the whole Star Trek. Like, here, uh, put this thing on, and then you can understand everyone. Here, it's like a goo that you drink, and you can everyone can hear. And understand it's played for. Language. I would suck I on think that. Pretty about that comedy. Like that was a really funny scene when there's like finally you can understand everyone. Like okay. I, was, like was I want to know what that drink character... is. I was just in Mexico and I couldn't understand. <laughs> okay, so so was that character voiced was by voiced by David Dalsmuchin? Yes, yes, Dalsmuchin? the goo monster. Yes. I was wondering that. Okay, yeah. that's what yeah. I was wondering too because I remembered that he was in this and I was thrilled that he was back. And he played a different character in the previous two films. Good Kyle, for him. He was he was like one of the hacker With, guys. Like, he can yeah. be crazy the pompadour. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love him. He's terrific. If if yeah. he shows up and is like, I want to be in your movie, you re- you make a you space for that him in your goddamn movie. Movie. I like him and in make Suic- sure you kill his character at the end because he doesn't like commitment. I like him in Suicide Squad when he was what was it legendary pink dots or whatever. Yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> I thought at least Drew would get that. Well, reference. no, I do, I do, but I, I also liked him in uh, in uh, the Dark Knight too. Oh, that's true. I think yeah. he was good. Yeah, small role, but prisoners. Oh so God, he was in the Dark Knight. Holy because people used to tell me that I looked like him in that movie. What? And I was what? Like, that is, I don't see it. Well, no. that, well I mean, it, it was it was a few years ago. Wait, are you no, shaved? But I knew you a few. Years could you ago. laugh like? Could you laugh like you've been institutionalized? <laughs> no, see it? No, 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 no. 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 Oh, Here's sorry. the spoiler: He has been institutionalized, ladies and gentlemen. That's why he knows oh, how not to. No, lie. wait, no. You said you are an institution. That's different. Okay, so. <laughs> Chris has been sitting on that joke for approximately six months. No, like six seconds. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is in this world, like I said, there's actual beings, and the thing is, there's bad guys who are like basically the empire. I mean, like 
Kang is Darth Vader and he's got his own. Yes. Wouldn't he be Palpatine? He's, he's got a Modoc. There's a Modoc here. I mean, I would, I would argue. Modoc I would is argue, more a Darth Vader. Yeah, I was going to say, I would argue that now. he's Palpatine because he just Emperor. keeps fucking showing up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but then, yeah, they got stor- faceless stormtroopers who can't hit the broadside of a barn. And, and there's a whole rebel troops and there's all that shit going on. And they're all like, oh, fuck this guy. And like, wait a minute, Janet Van Dyne, you came with Janet? Man, fuck that bitch. Like, wait, what? How does everyone know Watch your Janet mouth talking is? about Michelle Pfeiffer that I way. Know. I have a pointy fork they in my hand not- and I will use it. <laughs> She's the star of this movie surprisingly too i mean i think she's probably in it more than anybody else more than paul rudd anybody she has she, she has the most the, screen time i think she's the exposition Good center of this film. yeah yeah she, she has explained what she's been doing the, whole the time driving the force of why this is all happening i yeah. will say that like the only part of this movie like uh, this was definitely a popcorn movie this isn't a movie that i'm going to sit in the seats and dissect and be like oh well yeah. this doesn't quite this doesn't quite make sense or where's this tiny little plot hole? Like, uh, that's not what I'm here for. But there was one glaring plot hole in this movie, which is like, you come back after 30 years in the quantum realm and like, neither your daughter or your husband are like, hey, so what were you doing? And she just keeps shutting it down. Like, I, I, I just find that really hard to believe. I mean, they did like, address it. That they said, well, yeah, they that, just say that they asked they and that they, she said... It's like she has PTSD. Like, she, like she was in the war and like, hey, we, we don't talk to, to mom about that. And apparently, yeah. like, all of these wonderful things, uh, Ant-Man solidifies that all these wonderful things exist in their world, like, you know, helping, using science to fight deforestation and yeah. world hunger. You know, shit that we don't do here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because that socialism, they live in a great world in the Marvel universe <laughs> yeah. for some reason. Except for giant but things destroying cities, sometimes. Except for giant things, and apparently they don't have therapy because yeah. nobody was like, "Hey, you spent thirty years being traumatized. Maybe you should, I don't know, see a professional okay. for a hundred so bucks now, an hour." I will argue against that with for one reason. Like, first off. Everyone has PTSD in this world. That's this what I'm point. saying. Where the fuck like, are the therapists? Uh, like, well, they, maybe they have PTSD. Maybe they also, have yes, but too. still, like, I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, not, therapists would make a killing in the MCU. That, that would, would be, be a great TV yeah. show if there's a therapist show for Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah. There, Marvel, there was damage control that was saying. all about you know them, them cleaning right. up after the disaster. So it'd be nice. To, that's saying, a good idea. Yeah, not much time has passed. Damage control since. be racist. They covered yeah. that in Ms. Marvel. Damage control be racist. I missed Marvel. Not in the comics, but in the in the yeah, but not much time has actually passed since she's come back and sure. everyone is dealing with something and it's kind of like okay i mean the, their whole family is dealing with something on some level so i get it they're like she'll get to it when she's ready to get if you to are it. in the mcu buy stock and better help Plus, she, <laughs> she even says like i didn't think there's any reason i would ever have to worry about it again she's like i'm out of there there's no way to get back that's and what everybody the says about trauma <laughs> yeah. there's no way to get back and forth in the quantum verse unless we do it so what's and the problem evidently paul rudd's genius daughter figured out the way yeah yeah by accident oh yeah. i love how everyone in marvel is also the most brilliant person yeah especially ever, young right? people that's the new, and that's they're the, also the head of the company which i find very because the whole like genius and head of a company thing does not always line up here in the real world it's true i mean <laughs> uh elon musk he's a genius it's been a long right i know this is your house but you can get the fuck out <laughs> You can get the fuck out. It has been a long time coming, I'll let though. You know when you can come back Peter in. Parker spent 50 years being broke until the Marvel finally said, fine, you get to be the head of a giant corporation that, that uses your science. And even then, he had to be possessed by Dr. Octopus for a year first before they would let him do it. Okay, but that was a dope storyline. It was a dope storyline. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll forgive it. It's, it sounds dopey. 
It was pretty good. It was actually good. really great. If you liked, if you liked um, Ox Redemption arc at the end of, uh, I don't know what you're he talking doesn't about. read a lot of comics. I don't, I don't, I don't no, 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 no. This isn't from the comics. This oh, okay. is from. This is from. Uh, I don't, oh, don't watch. No, movies. from the Spider-Man from, movie. Yeah, I don't, from, I don't watch. From, from No Way yes, Home. You do. Shut up. Yeah, you with, you saw it with me. You were there. I was asleep. <laughs> no, you weren't. You loved it. Anyway, for people who aren't right, who aren't being obstinate, if you liked Ox revive, you know, sort of arc in yeah. uh the end of no way home that that spider-man storyline will actually if, really if you warm want your a heart very brief introduction to an alternate version of it read uh chip zadarsky's spider-man just read chip um, zadarsky uh, brief uh what was it what was his <laughs> life story which is sort of like this alternate world version like what if spider-man aged normally from when he actually started in the comics like oh wow, really aged like as he would have aged and it's and it has sort of di- parallel but different versions of all the shit that happened to spider-man over the oh, years oh that's interesting that's really good did you ever actually read ant-man comics i did yeah you did oh yeah man uh the um the this character especially scott lang he was like the reason i one of the reasons i started reading marvel again for a while because i dropped out all but completely and my friend martin was like dude ant-man right now is so good and uh, this character scott lang who's kind of a criminal and he's kind of a bad guy but he's trying not to be a bad guy i'm like all right you sold me let's read this. yeah well at least he's not beating the hell out of his wife yeah right <laughs> well thanks they, like, marvel i hate it they smartly left that out of this particular version of uh that story. i knew that well, that's part, right there were some issues like... with the wasp but yeah yeah well like, yeah hank pym's a real piece of shit in the comics yep. right so not mm-hmm. not in these and i'm good with that let's just leave yeah. that there yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm glad they never did the demon in a bottle with tony stark or didn't want to see that no, either. It's it great in the comics, but they tip on. their toes in, in Iron Man two, and they're like, they drink a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah Iron Man two. Anyway, about this movie. Oh yeah, this yeah. movie. I would, you know, the first thing I said when I came out and what I wrote on the little thing, they're like, fill out your thoughts. Was it's Guardians of the Galaxy energy, but with Star Wars DNA threaded all the way through it and yeah. on acid. <laughs> like that's the thing with it's so funny when when thinking about this movie and then thinking about the multiverse of madness uh, the doctor strange one like i know that people like i remember reading some of the twitter comments of people who saw this like a week or two ago and like oh it's it's, it's crazy it's crazy okay just get ready Is that what and they sounded like? i well they all party enough yeah <laughs> it's, it's all those critics like you know Eber. you need to go out into the desert and have an experience <laughs> like, a one-on-one with crazy. god and <laughs> There's something you might know about most comic book movie critics. They haven't partied a lot. <laughs> Am like, I wrong, Drew? Come on, yeah. you guys. Come on now. You're a horror <laughs> critic, so you yeah. partied. Yeah. But, yeah. Of course, they're, yeah, they're, they're going in, the, in, in uh, organizing their, 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 their trade. Uh, you know. <laughs> but you can do like, that and get these, fucked up. <laughs> these movies are not like hard to follow at all. Like It doesn't seem like it's that nuts. Yeah. And uh, for if, if Thanos can come in and then wipe out half of all existence, I'm like, all right. Like, I just, I start buying it a lot yeah. easier. And for people to still just kind of like, what? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, of course, they're I a quantum I have a huge realm. problem with people who walk into a Marvel movie not managing their expectations. Like, I'm going to judge this against Citizen Kane. Yeah. Why the hell would you do that? Yeah. Also, what a bummer to do that. For. Like, like, why would you do why that Why would to you yourself? ruin your own experience? Y- yeah. You know exactly what you're go- getting into when you go into a Marvel movie. If that's not what you like, don't go to the friggin' movie. Drew and I, before Stay the movie, home. we 
we ate at Cheesecake Factory. You know, we didn't do. <laughs> Please don't tell anybody that. <laughs> we, we didn't go. Well, I drank I it know. home like a good self-respecting it person. Doesn't compare to the cuisine I had in Paris. <laughs> Ooh, these southwestern egg rolls, though. Uh, you're right about Thanos, though. Like the one thing I don't like about Kang is that when it's with Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, I understand his powers and I get it, and it's really well explained through. Uh, you know, twenty movies, yeah. and then Kang can suddenly just do whatever he wants. Well, well he has yeah. those. Well, we're still at the very like introductory point of explaining yeah. like who Kang is, I mean, what he wants, you say what that, his, or who, which, who's he is. I've read so many Kang storylines over the history of Marvel, and I still don't completely understand. I, I don't either. I mean, when <laughs> they brought like, back his clone uh, yeah. to be like BFFs with Quentin Quire, still I was don't just get like, it. Oh, okay, still don't know what happened. Lip, yeah, because he can not only travel through time wait, no. kind of at will, yeah. but he can travel through multiple universes at will, and there's an infinite number of Kangs, and yada yada, and yeah, they've set up all that in Loki. They said that Did you just yada yada Kang? That's oh, the 1960s Marvel stuff that was really What you're dealing with here is a large, fantastical story story that needs to have a large fantastical villain. So before we started recording, we were talking about how this is very parallel to Star Wars in that Kang sort of has this very like Emperor Palpatine. He's everywhere all the time. Yeah. Except less one dimensional. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely less one dimensional and definitely actually physically more in number. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> when you are dealing with a large fantastical universe, the villain isn't going to be our trauma from our childhoods or something deep like that. It is going to be a character that symbolizes the concept of evil. If you really want to break it down, people aren't binary good and evil. This is not a reality-based story, people. Oh, I get very sick of people saying, what do you have to make your villains relatable? I'm like, because they're not interesting otherwise. I don't want to tell you. We've grown up a bit with storytelling. And a good villain is one you go... Oh, I act. I understand why he's doing what he's doing, not just because. Ha ha! I'm evil. Right. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a destroyer of worlds again, or a destroyer of multiple worlds, and and all that. At, le- at least Kang, ha- I think, really has a purpose in this because he's just trying to get out of the quantum realm. Yeah. So that 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 actually gives that, gives, gives him yeah. like a that real drove momentum. it a little bit more than normal, but like there there's still elements just like you just want to fucking take over well shit. they they explore a bit of that in loki you get a like the, a his bit, origin yeah. is explored like okay so what is this that there's like all the characters versus yeah. each other through infinite timelines with different points of view on how they should be handling this stuff uh and i do like that this you know and this isn't a spoiler because it's very early on and she gets the first part of her story as we see the first part of her story mm-hmm. which is basically like Kang at first, pretty decent guy, right? You're like relatable guy. And then there's a point she's like, oh, wow, you did some fucked up shit. <laughs> and then even then he's like, look, I'm not going to destroy your world. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, he's a good guy. <laughs> well, there is that. I mean, even in Loki, even in, in Loki, it was really introduced. Like you have, like you have this, we're going along this sort of list of Kangs that are the lesser of a greater evil. Yeah. Um, and when you think about yourself in the multiverse, like, are you the most good version of you? <laughs> are you the most, you know, evolved version of you? Or are there, you know, 47 yous in front of you that are better at being you? Give than me you the are? most evil Kang and just leave it there. 
You know, I mean, just, just I, I don't need to see. But then, how would they multiverse TM? Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I mean, well, that's I mean, that's what the Time Variance Authority is for, right? The TVA to to go to go and try yeah. to manage all of that and manage all the kings. Just just give me the one that's the worst one. Let's defeat this guy. Well, and don't not worry about the that, other that's multitudes. Like, keep your pants. Yeah, on. really. Like that, I, know, that, I don't want to wait that long. Like that's the thing is like I think it's they're they're really just like planting these seeds of like who this character could be and. I think that what what I was getting at a little earlier, people were like, "Whoa, this is all crazy with the whole multiverse stuff." Well, like, but for us, we're just like, "Well, we've read so many stories like this," and I think you even go back to the like Stephen King stuff, how everything could connect together, and like, yeah, we we got it. And you Why sons of bitches motherfuckers loved don't? everything everywhere all at once, so don't come at me with I don't right. like multiverse stories because yeah. you loved that movie. Well, and if you didn't love that movie, you it. have terrible taste. Also, <laughs> I like I love that movie came out now. Because yeah. it has raised the bar so high on telling a emotional, strong multiverse story yeah. that Marvel, you know that the, the writers' room were scrambling, going "fuck, we got to make this better." That's what. That's why there's two rocks in the post credit scene. I, mean, I was really surprised <laughs> by that. <laughs> God damn it! We're not supposed to spoil. We're gonna have to scrap this whole recording. <laughs> they finally mixed DC and Marvel <laughs> together. Uh, I also feel like we should mention William Jackson Harper is in this in a <gasps> small role as Quaz, a telepath who lives in the quantum realm. He was which, one of the few char- side characters in this story that I felt was well developed, and not necessarily because of the written content he was given, but yeah. just because of the way that he carried it off. Sure, um, yeah. I was I was really disappointed in the not Michelle Rodriguez, but very Michelle Rodriguez in every movie uh, <laughs> character archetype. Yeah, I, that, uh, the, the Katie O'Brien played Gentora. Gentora, but, yes. Yeah. Who and there were a lot of characters in that space that I feel like needed to be more developed that are just like s- introduced so they can show up at the end of phase six yeah. in the big battle That's what it felt. Yeah, and yeah, reappear. Yeah. Um, but I feel like those characters missed opportunities for more development. But if they had more development, the movie would have been too damn long. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, they, and that's, I think the biggest struggle there that th- we're coming is, up against. Right. In this is mercifully four, five and six, two hours. And they use cross <laughs> yeah. largely for comic relief. And just so we can move shit along. Cause he's yeah. a telepath. They go, he's lying. Absolutely. But he brought so much personality and wonder that I'm almost okay with the fact that he's not Reed Richards. He's Natasha Leone in in that new uh, Poker Face. Oh, Poker Face is so good. (laughs) Push pause. Go watch Poker Face. It's so damn good. I only watched the first episode and I was like, yep, I like it. His character does really pay off in that one joke, you know, a little little bit further on. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, And then, of course, we have, as well advertised, Bill Murray, which I never ever in a million years thought Bill Murray would come into the Marvel Universe. He's the king of cameos now. And I kind of went, yeah, I kind of wanted more. I thought uh, better. See, I disagree. I, I, after after understanding the way he treated Lucy Liu on the set of Charlie's Angels, I could do without ever seeing him in a movie again. I'm cool with like I'm cool with that I, being a part of been a film bit past. Of that I have to, I have to admit, it. I didn't really care for him that much. Yeah, yeah, he just it's just kind of a it's it's a role that feels created just to put Bill Murray in the movie, and not even bit. well created to put Bill Murray in. Like no. there, he doesn't it, have any one liners. He doesn't have any zingers. It, he doesn't. It feels like a favor that he did for somebody because I mean he hasn't had a cell phone ever. So or, he, his whatever his one eight hundred Bill Murray number he is. Thought yeah. one of the he, he, brothers he was the making this movie, or just like something like, that he did that he does every once every ten years to make sure that he like still has. Yeah. He, he, he got still on set has, and he's like, like "Where's Jim Jarmusch?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I wasn't really thrilled with that cameo, and with a cameo like that, if you're going to use it, you better go for broke. But yeah. can we talk about it real quick? Yeah, 
Jonathan Majors. He's yeah. fantastic in this. God so damn about that great man. Casting. I yeah. love everybody. This is about this is about to be after dark. This is the, yeah. Here, let's just get all real. Close. Well, when we were saying before, it's like Majors, he, you guys, he's got variants of himself because he's been in like every single is, motion picture lately. Yeah, and I came just, like, at the end of the movie. I'm like, literally oh, seeing he, another movie next week coming out with Jonathan Majors as one of the majors. Are you seeing Creed Three? Yeah, I'm seeing Creed Three. He is he is acting for the gods. Like even if everybody else in this movie showed up and was just like, yeah, let's phone this in. Jonathan Majors was acting with enough oomph for the entire cast. Can can you guys, okay, did you guys catch this? Anytime he was giving like any speech, he was like almost crying. Yeah, no, and there were scenes where he was crying. And they do do the scars down his face to sort of indicate that. His eyes were tearing up. I was like, what the fuck movie is he in? He is giving like Oscar worthy performance in a movie percent. that is not going to be and seen by the Academy great, unless they have kids. It's a great <laughs> it's a great visual interpretation of the character from the comics as well. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean that character has like I mean this suit and like this face that's all blue and stuff and these big these lines that go down either side of his face through his eyes. And here they're like, okay, we just the blue face thing is just literally like a like a helmet shield yeah, thing yeah. that comes mm-hmm. down that looks blue, and the the lines are scars going down his face, which gives you the feeling like, oh, this guy's seen some shit. Yeah, and I'm like, and you know, that's really cool way to interpret that character from the comic yeah. books. Yeah, and and for him to be like much more humanoid than he is in the comics because in the human in the in the comics he's very humanoid shaped but yeah. he's also fucking huge and he's it, it which is very similar yeah. to Thanos and yeah. and they couldn't really do the let's make him really big and give him more CGI this let's round. just get him bulked up yeah let's just <sighs> let's just get him buff um and and I was really thrilled that they didn't go that direction yeah. because it could have really been easy to slap some CGI on his face and there's the fact no that they to. No. and there's no need to because I think any amount of CGI put on his face other than like sort of the clear blue it yeah. kind of film it would have like taken away just another Thanos from the impact right. of yeah. his performance especially after yeah. Loki season one and he's already been introduced so you kind of know what he looks like so they don't need to kind of yeah well I mean that was a choice go a little too crazy and yeah. the yeah. shades Visually. of difference even though like so both of these both of these kings are you know, the the lesser evil of much worse Kangs down the line. And the first one in Loki, you can see this almost sort of whimsy that this Kang does not have. And right. so even the differences between the two performances that he's given as the same character in different multiverses are vastly different. And you can easily pick up on those differences watching this movie one time in the theater. Yeah. You're like, that last one in Loki, like, hey, there might have been a way to actually work this shit out, right? Like, he was, like, yeah. all together. Uh, well, I mean, it was really, levels, it was there until, it, until it was Sophie a warning. made a choice. It was, yeah, it was he was a like, warning. He was a John the Baptist of what was to yeah, come. Yeah, exactly. And, and it felt like he's like, look, I really... I hate even being in this position. I'm just telling you, I am the nice one. <laughs> and this one is like, okay, I'm the not as nice one by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm, I'm still a fascist, but I'm, but I'm the nice fascist. But I'm also way nicer than a lot of the other guys who literally kicked me out to come here. Like, like I'm here because they were like, If you think I'm an asshole, you, you should meet my brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think this is fascinating. I think Majors, I see why he signed on to this. Because, oh, yeah. wow, what a chance to really, really explore a part, you know? like To play multiple parts I, in an odd way? Yeah. I would yeah. go as far as to say, like, if you are a lukewarm Marvel fan, I think this movie is worth seeing for his performance. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And, Absolutely. And I think it's Hands worth seeing down. if you're on drugs. No. 
No? That depends on... The, the drug? It might be too much yeah, on drugs. Much. How about ecstasy? Uh, it depends Ooh, on it yeah. depends on your experience level. Okay, experience I don't need to one. be in a theater with a bunch <laughs> of strangers on ecstasy. That would end really weird. Anyway, we got to go to final thoughts. Danny, why don't you get us started? Oh gosh. Well, um, I I loved this movie. Um, I think this is a really great popcorn movie. I don't think that there's anything that's going to be incredibly emotionally resonant about this movie, and I don't think there should be. I think this is a nice, lighthearted, fun, action packed. Slightly trippy might bring you back to your acid days, uh, you know, uh, event for the whole family to enjoy uh, in the theaters. <laughs> All the kids are like, man, that was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, man. Um, but it's it's a great and honestly, like this movie and, and I walked out of the theater and the first thing I said was that movie could have been absolutely trash. And it got me one step closer to the Young Avengers movie mm. or or series, preferably series that I have been like waiting for since since. I would say probably since they introduced Kate Bishop. Mm. Um, and so I would give this movie like three and a half out of five Ant-Mans, not Spider-Mans. That can be very confusing for regular people. <laughs> I- Drew? I would say like I, I don't really like my um, my pop culture food to touch. You know, so I, I don't I don't like... Um, thinking about star wars when i'm watching a marvel film or i don't mm-hmm. like so I, I don't like those comparisons i try to anytime that that, that happens to me and, and i and i notice some references i really try to just turn that off and say this is a marvel movie this is this universe this is this world building that's happening uh and, so, and, and i don't want to think about star wars because um that's what i do the majority of the time when i'm not <laughs> watching a marvel movie depressing yeah um so so there, there are some obvious nods to star wars in this um and I felt like that was a little derivative and maybe a little, little uh, uh, lazy. But I think they, they, they're basically looking at the quantum realm as just this huge planet, um, and and you know dealing with that, and then all these different races, but and different creatures that are happening there. So it's 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 got it's kind of inevitable. And I just, f- for me as a Star Wars fan, I always want the you know the explanations for every single race of people. And that's, just not going to happen in, in, in Marvel movies or this universe. You're not going to get an explanation for broccoli man. No. You're, yeah. I, I don't care what planet broccoli man is from at, I do. at all. You know, I do but Marvel. If you want to disclose, I, I, I'm sorry. I will, I, I will dip, I will dip his head in hummus though. And, I, you know, I, and I, I will really get high and read that <laughs> Wikipedia, that, that wiki article. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I immediately thought I'm sure of, there's an explanation. The, I immediately him. thought of the guy, the, the alien from the, the, uh, the cantina scene in the original star Wars was the, the horse head type of thing oh totally yeah, yeah, yeah i was like he looks just like him but broccoli right yeah, i appreciate yeah. that like, he was at the bar dtf like he was there to pick up chicks yeah He's very clear <laughs> what's your story <laughs> <laughs> but no like the, the, visually i thought it was pretty amazing and i love that it, it's still like kind of it, it's still a heist film kind of you know they like you know king gets you know uh kind of talks uh um paul rudd into actually like you know um doing heist yeah yeah i mean sort of yeah, sort of. So it's, I, I think it's it's still it's still kind of plays with that a little bit, um, just in like a really really trippy movie. And I think Michelle Pfeiffer was fantastic in it. I kind of with, wish uh, Michael Douglas wasn't phoning it in a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but just because I mean, I, I, he's one of my favorite favorite actors. But um, I would have liked to have seen him in some in some some more action beats. He wasn't or something. called on to do but so much. Yeah, did, yeah, so. right. Yeah, I mean, he has a great third act sequence. Let the man yeah. collect mm-hmm. a paycheck. I mean. I mean yeah. Good for him. It's true. Yeah. His knees probably hurt. He got <laughs> cancer from eating. Uh, I'm 35 <laughs> and my knees hurt. So, 
but yeah, I mean, I think it's the Jonathan Majors is, is incredible in it, and I it it's it's one. I'm a little, I have a little bit of a fatigue, I think, with with Marvel, and this actually made me excited to see what comes next. Um, yeah. And I thought I was kind of over it a little bit, so um, yeah, so I would give it eight billion. Well, actually, I'll say seven billion ants out of ten billion. <laughs> nice, oh. right? It's fine. So I'm going to give it. Uh, <laughs> Next, I, <laughs> I'm very emotional. I pack bonded with those ants. Be careful what you say. <laughs> I I uh, I had enjoyed it. I I kind of think about this how uh, I thought about uh, the multiverse of madness, where the multiverse of madness kind of introduced the idea of the multiverse, and this introduced Kang. Like these are just two movies that introduce something that is going to come later on. And this is the beginning of phase five. And so you're like, okay, so now we know who the badass is because we, we got the introduction of uh, a slight introduction of Thanos at the end of uh, what the credit sequence of uh, uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, shit. And so this is like, okay, can I, you finally get to see a full blown, like what he's capable of. Anyone even sort of cognizant of the comics will know what's coming. Right. Yeah. So, uh, like, I I enjoyed it for that, and I like you know I I kind of love Paul Rudd, so like he's still so goddamn p- charismatic, and I thought everyone in it was really fun. I thought it was a like a really fun little idea. Like, just everyone in it was really cute, and uh, Jonathan Majors is also in cute. some very cute, but also. <laughs> He, he, he seems like he's in a very different movie. He's like, he's where th- he's playing Josh Brolin Thanos in Endgame, where it's like, well, this is your first, hold on, buddy. Like, you don't have to go full blown, like acting the shit out of this all of a sudden, but I guess you are. And, That's uh, a good what, way to put it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great because, uh, it's like, um, how I always think about, uh, how the last couple of seasons of Breaking Bad and how like the rest of Better Call Saul is like the last couple of seasons of Breaking Bad. Like, oh, they already know what the fuck they're doing. And so it's like they're already getting Jonathan Majors to do like what they knew that Josh Brolin was doing as Thanos. They're like, mm. oh, he's intimidating right out of the gates. And that's cool. And I'm not, I'm, again, it's another intro to this idea of like how big this whole universe is. And you have to understand what the fuck is going on with everything. I haven't seen all the TV shows, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. Um, but, I, uh, it's, it's a, it's an oddly small story, uh, for just like very contained in a very small, <laughs> small, 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 small I see place. What you did there. Um, I didn't even think about what I was saying, but uh, <laughs> I just got that. Um, but it's, it's good. It's fine. Uh, I just, I, I'm looking forward to see what happens next after all this. So I'm going to give it, uh, ooh, six out of 10 holes that I probably have in my body. <laughs> Six. Yeah, you're seven. missing one. It's seven. I have seven. seven. Holes. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm no. going to change my. I'm going to change right, my actually, answer. Do have seven. seven. I have seven. Yeah. I have I think seven. About it. Seven yeah. holes in my body. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first film in the multiverse saga, which includes Phase Four, and will include have Phase Five and five, phase, phase Six. That actually is about what's happening. Like the others are like there is a multiverse, and that's about as far as it goes. Right. Yeah. You know. Did you hear about that? But it's also. Um, a film that uh, it's it should feel like it connects more than it does. Yeah. It's trying to do stuff between Scott and Cassie, a father-daughter relationship, and it never quite takes off. It never quite works. And like you're trying to have a heart here, 
but it feels forced. The only film in, for me in all of this multiverse saga that has had like, oh, okay, the emotion is working was Spider-Man 3, which was uh-huh. really just punched me the fuck in the chest multiple times during the length of that film. This one, I'm like, okay, that's fine. There's nothing I was like, I don't have any problems with this film. In fact, I think on a technical level, it's quite gorgeous and incredibly well done. The creative staff should be applauded like crazy for the 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 world building and the creature building. I mean, it's amazing looking, but I'm not like Drew. If I see Star Wars, I'm going to call it on Star Wars. And there's a lot of Star Wars in this. Like it's a, a lot of Rise lot. of the Skywalker, actually. Well, I don't know about that, but there's a lot of Star Wars. Just in general, like the, the not even the plot, but like the aesthetics of Star Wars. <laughs> trying to sell this movie, right? I, well, no, I do. I do think that there is a Disney formula yeah. that is at play here. That is yeah. also at play in Rise of Skywalker. Sure, that, yeah. Like, I mean, they figured out a formula. If it ain't broke, do, or, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I mean, it's it's a faggy formula, and it just feels like this is a movie he wasn't paying as close attention to as some of the ones he cared more about. It feels like one you're like, all right, we'll give this one to the artists, and the artists do it with aplomb. Everybody Marvel does their job during those center. Yeah, everybody does just fine. Phases. But it's not a film I'm going to go, oh, I can't wait to watch this again. No. You know, unless I'm on Mushrooms once again. I'd watch it um, in 3D, maybe on believe, Mushrooms. I can't yeah. believe, I would I would watch not. this on no. ecstasy. <laughs> you seen so, it on weed? I'm actually, you know, it's funny. I'm actually really glad you said that about Cassie and her relationship with Scott, because like, I'm not I'm not trying to throw my weight around, but I've been a card-carrying member of the Dead Dad Club since I was 12 years old. Oh. And like, it does not take a lot for a father-daughter story to push me over the edge, and I did not cry at this. Yeah, film. I didn't. Feel so it. I, and it's it's not a hard sell to Either, get me to cry. Right, definitely not right. after Sun vibes in this, in this moment. Movie. Yeah, honestly, like so, Man of Steel got me. Yes, yeah. There's this is definitely like another. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Oh, okay, yeah. Man, uh, oh, no, I don't sure. want to go there. Uh, okay, it, I was gonna say, of course it got you because the range of male emotion that exists in that movie Thank is you. Like, are we so you tiny. You I thought it. Just men, it the men's have such a hard time feelings, you guys. It's so difficult. Oh, I, it's I, don't. So I thought hard. we were ending in a good place. I, I, I cry at commercials if they're the, Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know? this movie and it's all of its father-daughter glory <laughs> but did not feel. make me cry. No, didn't connect And if it, it didn't make me cry, that's, that's but which isn't a safe pretty bad. impressive. There was never a moment I was like, oh, that wasn't very well done. It's, it's just all competent. It's sort of like the rebellion fighters. Like, I would have loved to have seen more of the story develop. Yes. but i also didn't want to sit through two and a half hours or two hours and right. 45 minutes so like right. where Again, do you where Mercif- do you give and take Mercif- there mercifully and the, yeah. the quality of you know of the background which is and the effects which are constant in this movie there's no way they could have done a television series no. out of this so it put like, it in the director's cut where i can yeah. pause it and pee at my leisure <laughs> exactly <laughs> but majors delivers here in a big way he is the biggest selling point of this film yeah. um i like that we're finally getting to see where all this shit is going i hope it's gonna retroactively go along and find out there was some stuff we saw and say multiverse of madness or whatever that had a bigger impact than we thought it did or mm. realized it did later on. Mm. I also want to see all the Spider-Man return. Please bring them back. I miss them so much. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man three or bust. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and Lord, let's finally get a live action. Miles Morales up in here. I'm just Jesus. saying, but That's anyway, uh, I, it's, I, yeah, there's, I, there's I, no way I dug this more and I didn't, I just didn't feel emotional about it the way I do about some Marvel films. So, uh, I'm going to give this seven out of 10 multiverses in which Janet Van Dyne becomes Catwoman. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, Don't yeah. you think, it, wouldn't it be nice, this, this is Ant-Man 3, it, wouldn't it be nice to do a little callback with Spider-Man 3 and actually have Scott Lang walking down the street with 
raindrops keep falling on your head. Doing that terrible well, that, dance. I, <laughs> like, no, uh, come on. Like, I was really waiting for that. With his emo really. haircut. It's like, it, like Burt Bacharach just p- passed away. Oh, you know, that would have been, been pretty good. Yeah. That would have been pretty yeah, good. Agreed. Yeah. Put it in the director's cut. There okay. is a Nickelback song closing out the uh, closing credits of this movie, though, so we're not completely oh, missing okay, out. Okay, I'm sorry. Four, four out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please don't not go I see got this movie one because I made a joke about this. Nickelback. <laughs> I thought it was Silverchair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you shame Silverchair like that? You watch your mouth. <laughs>